With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. The official election results have now been gazetted, but we still wait to find out who will form the new government. Deputy Governor, the Honorable Franz Manderson. On behalf of my civil service family and the wider public service, I wish to offer sincere congratulations to the 19 candidates who were successful at the general election held on April 14th. The Honorable Franz Manderson says the civil service understands that after every election there may be a new government. The existing government may return or there may be a combination of the two, adding this year has been no different. The civil service has prepared a number of documents, including briefing notes and handover notes, organizational charts, to ensure a smooth transition of power. He stresses the purpose of the civil service is to make the lives of Cayman's residents better, doing that by implementing the policy priorities of the ruling government. I wish to assure our new government that the civil service stands ready to work with you, for you, and the people of the Cayman Islands. Governor Martin Roper today called for respect during the wait to form a government. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more on that. After a weekend of social media mayhem, a protest in East End and tension, the governor issues a statement noting the process of forming a government is always a tense and uncertain time. Mr. Roper says he has become increasingly concerned and saddened at the way in which some people in our community have behaved since the general election, particularly online, and targeted at the elected representatives. The governor says the tone and content of some posts has been unpleasant, and some may say bullying, so he has asked the police commissioner to conduct an urgent review of the content to see if it breaks the law, as well as calling on police to continue to monitor the matter very closely. Mr. Roper says that the online harassment is not kind and urges everyone to remain calm and be patient, allowing the democratic process to play itself out. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Now to today's COVID-19 update. With six positives from the 502 results released since Friday, all of these are travelers who tested positive as part of the routine screening program. They will remain in isolation until considered recovered. There are 666 people in isolation right now, either at a government facility or in their homes as required by the Medical Officer of Health. The total number of COVID-19 vaccines administered to date is at 62,588. So far, 34,354, or 53% of the estimated population, have received at least one dose of the vaccine, with 43% having completed the two-dose course. People in Cayman with respiratory issues may experience a bit of difficulty over the next few days after the Caribbean Institute for Meteorology and Hydrology indicates a surge of Sahara dust is moving through the Cayman Islands. The atmosphere is dusty at the moment, so... Please take care if you have asthma or any other chronic lung conditions. Refrain from going outside, particularly to take exercise. And if you have to go outside, please wear a mask, preferably a medical mask, and if not, a handkerchief or cloth to protect the nose and mouth. That dust can also cause eye irritation. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee says it is important to monitor how you're feeling. If you have any medical symptoms, please do seek medical advice. Although the risk is low, if there is any volcanic ash within the dust, this can have a similar effect to irritate the airways, nose and eyes. The most important thing to remember is that the risk to our health is very low. 
The National Weather Service says Cayman from time to time will be impacted by Sahara dust, but for the most part, the dust particles are usually suspended high in the atmosphere. The Weather Service, by the way, says it has not spotted any volcanic ash clouds approaching the Cayman Islands from La Soufrière, the active volcano in St. Vincent. The latest official volcanic ash message speaks only of ash clouds in the far eastern Caribbean. The Department of Environment launches a national response effort on the stony coral tissue loss disease. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego has more. The DOE is coordinating a national response effort to the deadly stony coral tissue loss disease, SCTLD, also known as Skittle D, which is impacting over 20 species of reef-building corals on Grand Cayman. As you know, coral is a very slow-growing animal. Some of the corals that we have on our island, when certainly when Croy and I started in 98, we were looking at coral heads as big as this room, and you know, wow. that's four, five, six hundred years old, so they were here before. Columbus sailed by and and, but we saw them die on our watch which was really really you know it's a tragic thing and now there's not a lot of very large corals left in Cayman and and and, but the larger species are being taken out by this disease so it's a you know it's a real game changer for coral reefs in Cayman. The department is the lead agency in charge for looking after the natural resources and they're tasked with putting together this plan. Tim Austin is the deputy director of research and assessment at the DOE. He explains the main focus in the various stages of the plan is to establish the extent of the impact, where the coral is, and then the next step is intervention. We've been working at various different levels to, to figure that out. And intertwined in all of that is the research element, because as Croy mentioned, or Dr. Croy mentioned, that we really don't know a lot, although the community's been working on this for a long time, they, they, there's a lot of unknowns, and we are in a unique position here to be both working with the disease and able to collaborate with research partners. So collaboration is a big part of that national response plan. And then there's preparation. Mr. Austin says there are mitigating factors. The department has been putting eyes on the reef to assist in the response and target specific areas. In the long term, the DOE is looking at restoration or remediation. As part of the response effort, the Ministry of Environment has approved the implementation of several short-term, six-month service contracts for diving and disease response support. Qualified divers able to commit a minimum of three days per week to the response effort are invited to apply to Rebecca.Jordison at gov.ky. Some of the requirements include scuba certification to dive master or above and or evidence of 500 plus dives, ability to learn to identify coral species and coral diseases, preparation and application of the experimental topical antibiotics and removal and care of coral. They're also required to be available to work on Grand Cayman and and commit to a 7.5-hour day on the water. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. Another jump in the pump. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has more on that. According to the overall Retail Network weekly analysis done by the Utility and Competition Regulation Office, self-service regular gasoline across Grand Cayman is $4.21 a gallon, which is up 13 cents since the last check on April 6th. Premium self-service gasoline spiked 22 cents higher at $4.67, while diesel is averaging $4.23, an increase of 16 cents. For a quick comparison, six months ago, gas prices were $3.91 for regular, $4.29 for premium, and $3.89 for diesel. For Grand Cayman, the average price for regular 
regular gas is $4.45 a gallon. The cheapest is reportedly being sold at Mike's Walker's Road, where Alfred says it's $4.04 a self-service gallon. The average price for regular gas in Cayman Brack is stuck at $4.61. Folks on Little Cayman are paying $5.54. On the diesel side of things, the average price is now $4.24 on Grand Cayman. Alfred says the cheapest is being sold at Refuel for $3.63. According to AAA, the average price of gasoline in Florida is $2.82 U.S. for regular and $3.47 for premium. Log on to offreg.ky for a full breakdown. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. That is your latest local news from Radio K-Man's newsroom. I'm April Cummings. And since we've been on the air, we have received a statement from the office of the Premier-designate, Wayne Panton. It says over the past weekend, the packed independent group has had several discussions regarding the composition of cabinet and agreed to the following. Mr. Wayne Panton, MP-elect for Newlands as Premier. Christopher Saunders, MP-elect for Bodentown West Deputy Premier. Kenneth Bryan, Georgetown Central Minister. Sabrina Turner, MP-elect for Prospect Minister. On Andre Ebanks, MP-elect for West Bay South, Minister. Catherine Ebanks-Wilkes, MP-elect for West Bay Central, Minister. Jay Ebanks, MP-elect for Northside as a Minister. And Bernie Bush, MP-elect for West Bay North as a Minister. The Pact Independent Group says it also agreed that Heather Bodden, MP-elect, will serve as a Parliamentary Secretary. And Makiva Bush will serve as Speaker. Stay with Radio Command. We'll have more on this developing story at 7 and 9 on Breeze and at 10 p.m. right here on Radio Cayman. Good evening with a look at Radio Cayman's local sports. I'm Dion Anglin. 2021 Trade View Markets Corporate Touch Rugby League gets ready to kick off for your record season. Here's Radio Cayman's Paula Cal with the details. Touch Rugby has a number of differences from the more traditional forms of rugby and is loved for its simplicity. Very little equipment is needed. The rules are easy to learn and with no tackling, the risk of injury is much less. Teams are mixed with three guys and three girls on the pitch at any one time. The basic principles are simple. Run forwards, pass backwards, and each team attempts to advance the ball up the field to score a try. When an opponent touches you on any part of the body, clothing, or ball, you have to stop and start the next phase. You get six touches, and if a try isn't scored, then the ball gets turned over and the opposition has to go. The corporate mixed-touch rugby league has been running annually since its inception in 2002 and continues to grow each year and has become the largest sports league on the island. 44 teams spread over three divisions. The standard ranges from a pretty competitive premier division to a very social recreational division. So there is a level that suits everyone. It is a game for all sorts, whether you are a seasoned rugby player looking to hone your rugby skills, or maybe you are new to the sport and want to find a good way of learning the basics. Then touch rugby is for you. It's also a great way of getting or staying fit over the summer. At the CRFU, they have a real desire to be inclusive to everyone who wants to enjoy the game they love. And touch rugby is one way of interacting with the wider Cayman community. This year's season will kick off in May and run to the end of August. For Radio Cayman Sport, I am Paul Akal. Thank you, Paul. Any player who registers for the Community Beach Volleyball League may also participate in two weekends of free beach volleyball clinics prior to the start of competition in May. The last clinic will be held on Cayman Brack on April 24th at the Lehman E. Scott High School and April 25th 
at the Brack Reef Resort. Marcus Patterson, Cayman Islands Volleyball Federation board member responsible for youth development, says the clinics offer a chance for players to learn and develop the fundamentals of the sport. There may have been some changes in the dates, but we have some clinics in August which will see PE teachers as well as coaches being trained because as we try to create these opportunities, it would require skill help. And these are the clinics that the Trevor will oversee. I mean, it's 10 year even for the first six months. So how can interested players reach you? Any information that is required regarding the extended trials could be gotten via email pr at cibf.ky. And students, irrespective of where they might be, I'm looking for more information regarding any child's and details as they come out can receive information by contacting more PR um, person who is going to be um, gladly providing information um, as they may need. Patterson said young or old, no one should be shy about joining the program. He said the clinics will be tailored to the ability of participants so everyone will learn and feel comfortable. In similar news, Cayman Brack will be taking part in the CIVF Community Beach Volleyball. Mitchum Sanford, sports coordinator for the Sister Islands, has more. Yes, well, right now, part of the Cuban Islands Volleyball Federation, we're doing like a little joint venture. They will be starting their 4v4 co-ed beach volleyball coming up in the next month or two. And we have already started our beach volleyball 4v4 co-ed at the Brack Reef Resort. So what would happen is that the Brack would travel on a few weekends. We would send one team here and there each weekend just to get a part of the competition. And the winner of the Cameron Bracks tournament would earn a spot in the final in Grand Cayman on the day of the finals there that they're having. So that's the arrangement. It's the Brack finals would be a qualifier for our winner to participate in the finals over there. Nice. Sounds good. How many teams do you all have on the Brack? On the Brack, we only have three teams presently playing volleyball. Is this the same three teams that played in the indoor league or just a different group? That is correct. So what we're doing is, is uh, this year will be the first year that those three teams will stay together for the entire season. So they will stay together for 2021, and we will do four tournaments. So we'll do two hard court and two beach tournaments. And then at the end of the year or, or early next year, we will then draft another section or another group of teams to lead in for 2022. But this is a new thing that we're trying. And this is along with CIVF? Well, the BRACS group is basically for the BRAC, but we're teaming up with the Cayman Islands Volleyball Federation and wherever we can and participate in a few of their tournaments here and there, but the first participation is their 4v4. The first ever competition will be annual and include both Grand Cayman and Cayman Brack. The first matches on Grand Cayman are scheduled for Sunday, May 2nd. Cayman Brack matches are already in progress from two Sundays ago. That'll do it for Radio Cayman's local sports for this evening. I'm Dion Anglin.